you are listening to the World of Games Podcast. going on guys good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you may be on this big blue marble we call planet earth how's it going everybody happy happy wednesday oh no it's friday <laughs> my bad um what is going on no it's not even that is it let me check man i am so out of it i've been so busy one day is bleeding into another and fourth of july has really got me messed up Whatever day it is, it's the 6th, so that would be Wednesday. Okay, I had it right the first time. What's going on, guys? Again, it's a very busy day for me. I am trying to put this out as soon as possible because I have the Xfinity guy coming over here. He should be here in about 10 minutes. He's scheduled between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., and uh, yeah, he's got to run. He's got to do a check on my my coaxial cables, my internet, I got to get a new modem, a new router, I should say, modem, router, whatever. Um, it's been slacking on me, poor streaming, poor everything. So he's coming over to check it out and all kinds of stuff. So it's going to be pretty busy. I'm going to throw this out as quickly as possible, but I thought what I'd do just to start off real quick this early morning is get to some clickbaiting headlines. And now it's time to get hooked on internet clickbait. And the first thing I see when I pop up, and this is Google knows it, it looks like it just broke about 41 minutes ago. Haiti President Jovenel Moise assassinated at home. That's pretty wild right there. I'm going to click on it. And this, again, this is from the AP, Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Gunman assassinated Haitian President Jovenel Moise, I hope I pronounced that right, and wounded his wife in their home early Wednesday, inflicting more chaos on the unstable Caribbean country that was already enduring an escalating of gang violence, anti-government protests, and a recent surge in coronavirus infections. Now that's a lot of damage! Claude Joseph, the interim prime minister, confirmed the killing and said the police and military were in control of the security in Haiti, where a history of dictatorship and political upheaval have long stymied the consolidation of democratic rule. And it goes on. It doesn't say exactly anything else. It just goes into the whole possible motivation behind it. But that's pretty crazy. Nonetheless, you don't hear about stories like that too often. That was a little shocking. Uh... 13 million people under tropical storm warning as Elsa said to make landfall Wednesday morning. Hold on tight, guys. Uh, it's a tropical storm, but then again, you know, even a tropical storm, you can get floods and everything. So, yeah, just be prepared out there. Stock up on those batteries and those gases, all the gas and everything. Oh, yeah. So I came across this story yesterday, and I did a segment on it. And I won't get into it right now, but it's basically Biden sending a bunch of people to go knock on your door and tell you to get the vaccine or encourage you. So 
That's coming up later. Uh, Ten more victims found in the Surfside, bringing death toll to 46. Wow, just yesterday, I think it was at 22, I heard, last year. And then I stepped out for a moment, and wow, it's pretty amazing. Eric Adams. Eric Adams will win the New York City Democratic mayoral primary, AP projects. Yeah, he was a little worried. There was a little bit of controversy about that because almost like what Trump was saying that, and it was true too, the night before the numbers, uh, the votes were being counted, there was a certain number. And then by the time you wake up the next morning, there was an additional million votes, at least as far as Trump goes. With Eric Adams, I believe he was um, concerned because he had woken up and I guess another person that was campaigning against him got an additional 100,000 votes. So the margin had slimmed. So Eric Adams was a little concerned about that. And uh, but he pulled it off. So looks like New York is finally going to get somebody that hopefully he's a man of his word. will do some law and order in that city. I, I really want to go to New York and check it out. But right now, I would never, ever want to attempt to go to that place. At least I mean, at least Manhattan. Chicago police officer, two federal agents shot in Morgan Park. Uh, oh, here's one. Oh, yeah, and also I got a little segment, a real quick segment for you fellow audio editors, podcasters. Uh, there's a story about audacity, and there's a possible concern about that. Just just stay tuned for that. That's coming up at the end of the episode. Uh, let's see what else. Try to stay. I, I try to stay away from politics as much as possible, but it seems like we're all thrown into it. I don't know. Nothing's really jumping out. I'm sure there's a lot of shit out there. But, oh, what is this? Hold on a second. Oh, yeah. Here's another thing that was tripping me out. Britney Spears. What is up with that? I mean, the poor gal is, what, almost 40? And she can't even get get control of her own money? That's insane. Denied. She doesn't seem like a lunatic. I mean, yeah, she shaved her head and she had a mental breakdown of some sort. I mean, but that was like when she was... Oh, 20s in her 20s I mean that was a long time ago and she was saying all kinds of shit about fucking they were they were putting IUDs in her to keep her preventing her from having a child having a family I mean here she is she's a a resident in Las Vegas and she's pulling in hell of cash putting on a hell of a show paying hell of people and she needs conservative ship. I find I find that ridiculous. So yeah, I guess I'm part of that whole free Britney thing because, uh, yeah, man, it, it's just it, they the father and they're just a bunch of low lives, man. So, and it looks like Britney Spears' attorney he's asked to resign from her conservative ship role. So it's kind of looking like it is gonna. She's probably gonna be pulled off of that thing. And hopefully, if she's smart enough, that she will sue the guy or sue whoever's responsible. Her, hell, I would sue the father, too. What the hell? If he's my father, I'd sue the hell out of him. <laughs> That's just me, though. Val Kilmer talks cancer diagnosis and trailer for upcoming documentary. Quote, I'm still recovering. That's the name of it, I assume. Wow, he looks different, man. Man, he doesn't. Hold on, let me click on this. I got baited. Val Kilmer, what I've always wondered what the hell he looks like. He's just man, well, okay, that's him. 
God dang, he gained a lot of weight in the face, man. Denied. I mean, it makes him look Asian. That's crazy. He's still around, though. Val Kilmer is opening up in an upcoming documentary, The 61-Year-Old. Damn, he's 61? Jesus. The 61-Year-Old is set to be the subject of a documentary, Val. That's the name of it, Val. Which will see him reflect on his decades-long career in Hollywood and much more, including his battle with throat cancer. I did not know that. Trailer opens with a throwback video of young Kilmer introducing himself. Quoting, I don't do this with everything interview I go on. Unquote, he said in a, another previously filmed clip. Take you inside my home, I don't. But I'm going to. Just do it! Several of the star's iconic roles are then highlighted, including appearances in Top Gun, The Doors, Batman Forever, and more. I remember him... It wasn't in the... It's not the movie called Weird Science. What was the other one? Oh, genius. Uh, real genius? Genius something. Where he played a college genius who took on a young prodigy who was a genius. And the premise was basically this higher, lear this higher learning school. Um, the, oh, God. <laughs> Just forget it. <laughs> it, it, it. It's a story where he takes a kid in. They're geniuses at a college, at like a really upscale college for geniuses. And the other geniuses don't like the fact that uh, I think the kid was 11 or 13 or whatever, uh, was showing him up that the kid was smarter than the rest of the college-age seniors or college-age geniuses. And Val Kilmer was the big brother role. That's what I'm trying to say. Did I get that right? God, that's pretty wild. All right, well, very cool. Uh, let's see, what else real quick? Bill Cosby wants to do comedy tour again. <laughs> what? Oh, hell no. Are you kidding me? That's insane. Who the hell's going to go to that show? What is he going to do? Slip pills into everybody's drink? <laughs> just so they can enjoy a show nobody's going to take that serious the prosecution botched it doesn't mean he still didn't do the crime nobody's going to go to that show come on that's crazy tropical storm Elsa delays SpaceX Dragon cargo ships return to Earth Chinese researchers propose deflecting Armageddon asteroids with, with rockets Hmm. You know, there's a there's an old '80s movie I remember seeing in a theater way back in the early '80s. Could have been in the late '70s. That's how old I am. And there's a movie called Meteor. And in this movie, this giant meteor was plummeting towards Earth, and the premise was to detonate an atomic bomb next to it to blow it up into pieces. I'm not a scientist, but I wouldn't recommend that. Because <laughs> then you have a lot more debris falling. But... So maybe, I don't know, maybe the Chinese got, it, got that idea from the movie. Who knows? Uh, yeah, you know, that's about it. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah. Delta is now the dominant coronavirus variant in the U.S., CDC says. I don't give a fuck. 
Yeah, and I heard also it's the least deadlier of the original COVID-19. It's just more contagious. But they say that <laughs> there's even a lesser likelihood of being hospitalized, which is basically, I think uh, the person had said, I've seen on TV, this one particular doctor or health official said it was like 0.003 of 1% chance you'll be hospitalized because of the Delta variant. So, I don't know. It just seems like that's just more media hype right there. At least 125 COVID-19 cases linked to Texas church camp. Hmm. All right. Well, you know, I can go through all of them, and I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to cut it right here. All right, guys. I have cut a couple of segments I'm going to post for you right after this. Uh, I'm still facing a time constraint with everything. So bear with me. I thought I was going to be all good and prepared going into July. But obviously I'm not. I'm running around crazy. Got a lot to catch up on. So bear with me again. I'll do my best, I promise. All right. So let me take a break and I'll be right back. So... I was going to do some clickbaiting, and the very first thing that popped up, you know, I'm doing this little segment late in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> incredible, this is coming from Fox News, and it just basically says, Biden administration launching door-to-door push to vaccinate Americans sparks major backlash. It's the Beto O'Rourke of vaccine outreach, one critic reacted. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, well, let's just see what's up with this. And it says, and first off, I'm just going to say, I don't care who the hell is knocking on my door. I'll decide if I want to take a vaccine or not. Am I against it? No, I'm not. I think people that are most vulnerable, those that may have weight issues, diabetes issues, respiratory issues, heart ailments, whatever the case may be, elderly, yeah, vaccine, I'm all pro-vaccine. Me? No. I'm good to go. I'm all right. You know, it's there if I need it. So, but I'll put a pause on that. So go something like this. The Biden administration is launching a new door-to-door effort to vaccinate Americans after falling short of its 4th of July goal of having 70% of the adult population with at least one shot of the coronavirus vaccine. Amid the administration's ongoing concerns of surge of the more contagious Delta variant of the virus, President Biden pitched his plan to boost the vaccinated population during remarks he made on Tuesday. First off, my understanding about the Delta variant, I could be wrong. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a virologist. Okay. But I did hear the Delta variant is a more easily contagious type of virus, but it is least likely that you'll end up in a hospital. It's, it's, there is really not even a threat to your, your life. That's what I understand. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. So, uh, But he goes on and Biden says, quote, Now we need to go community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus, Biden said. And it does have a video, and I did not set this up for video, but I'm pretty sure that I just quoted what he was saying. 
White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, or Psaki, whatever, also referred to the door-to-door effort while listing the five objectives of Biden's COVID response earlier in the day at Tuesday's briefing, citing, quoting, targeted community door-to-door outreach, unquote, to get remaining Americans vaccinated by ensuring that they have the information they need on how both safe and accessible the vaccine is. Yeah, I don't need nobody knocking on my door. You could just mail that information to me. Just mail me a flyer. I'll take a look at it and I'll decide. Thank you. Denied. Critics were quick to slam the new initiative on social media, including several GOP lawmakers. Quoting, how about don't knock on my door? <laughs> you're not my parents. You're, you're the government. Make the vaccine available and let people be free to choose. Why is that concept so hard for the left? Representative Dan Crenshaw, representative of Texas. A Republican from Texas, excuse me, as he reacted to the president. Are you challenging me? Uh, and also, here's another Republican. Representative Lauren Boebert a Republican from Colorado, she warned, the government now wants to go door-to-door to convince you to get an optional vaccine. <laughs> and here's another one. Hell no, quote-unquote Republican congressional candidate Sean Parnell exclaimed. Vaccine education and conversation should be between a doctor and patient, not by a grassroots government door knocker, physician and Fox News contributor Dr. Nicole Safier wrote. You know, that's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. I, I mean, where are we getting to the point where they're asking people for, what, passports? I mean, they were talking about that a lot. That seemed like more of a threat because they're not talking about passports no more. They're not talking about, let me see your papers. <laughs> you know what I mean? They kind of, I think they just kind of ignored that. They knew that wasn't going to go anywhere. I mean, you're, you're really messing with people's privacy. That's a privacy issue. So uh, shout out to Dr. Nicole Safier. For saying, quote unquote, I'll say it again. She says vaccine education and conversation should be between a doctor and patient, not by a grassroots government door knocker, unquote. So, yeah, I agree. Here's another one. Uh, quoting, a lot of people have big government antibodies. Don't knock on those doors. Representative Thomas Massey, a Republican from Kentucky, wrote. And another Republican says, it's none of the government's business knowing who has or hasn't been vaccinated. Representative Andy Biggs. A Republican from Arizona similarly expressed, you know, and, and that's the thing I was talking with a friend about. I don't, when I go out on dates and stuff like that, I don't, the first thing on a date, I, I, I just don't ask people, do they have AIDS or do you have herpes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you have the proper protection? I mean, it, you know what I mean? It, it, it's just, there's just some things other people just don't really need to know unless you're, you know, getting to that point of engagement with another person, at least as far as, you know, intimate relations, you know, when it comes to AIDS and stuff and that's involved. You know, you, you're going to want to know somebody's business in that regard. But, you know, come on. Just wondering if I got the COVID or the vaccine or whatever. Come on, that's ridiculous. Just stay home. Send me a flyer. I'm good to go. Here's another one. Whoever suggested that the best way to reach remaining vaccine skeptics was to talk about going door-to-door should be fired immediately. It's the Beto O'Rourke of vaccine outreach. GOP strategist Matt Whitlock knocked the Biden administration. How will the government know who is vaccinated or not for this kind of targeting? Daily Wire senior editor Ash Short asked. 
And uh, it shows here in the article Dan Crenshaw's. It shows all the tweets from all these people. It's got video. I'm not going to play Saki. I don't, I don't even like listening to her, man. Everything that comes out of her mouth is just lies, man. It, it's just amazing the, the, the overt lies that come out of her mouth. You shut up when I'm talking to you. You shut your mouth. It's crazy. I don't know who's put... I, I hope... I just want to know if she's the one doing it. Is she aware she's lying or is she being told to do it? I mean... I'm not going to go into detail exactly, but I mean, if you've checked out some of those press conferences and you just have a, at least one brain cell between your ears, you know there's a lot of bullshit going on. Yeah, so there it is. So Biden wants people to come knocking on your door and take the vaccine. So what are they, are they going to just kind of come over with uh, syringes and they're going to be loaded up and an ice chest full of the vaccine? They're going to say, okay, we're ready to go. I mean, that's just kind of a waste of money. That's a, that's a waste of time. I mean, I've actually canvassed. I've, I've gone door to door and I've canvassed, you know, for a nonprofit before. And it's not easy to keep a, a person's attention. And plus, there's actually um, laws on the book. It, I guess it would have to depend on the municipality. But if somebody has a sign that says, you know, no salesperson or no soliciting or anything like that. If they knock on your door, you can actually call the police and say, hey, they're harassing me or something like that. It's true. I mean, I've actually had that happen to me when I was first cam uh, door knocking. You know, they call it canvassing. You knock on a door and it has a sign, but I didn't notice the sign at the time. And they actually told me to fuck off. <laughs> and I said, hey, no problem. And I had walked down to the next you know, home. I was looking for donations for something. I forgot what it was. And the police came up and said, hey, do you got a permit? And they will check you out because the city has, they issue you special permits to go door to door. They have to know who is actually in the neighborhoods canvassing for financial donations. And if you don't have that sign, you're fair game. I'm coming for your money. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah, that door knocking thing, uh, that's not a good thing. It's it's unreal. It's dangerous. I've come across a couple of doors where um, it smelled like a meth lab was going. You don't want to kind of get caught up with that. They don't want you around their doors, especially nowadays. I don't know, man. It just seems too dangerous. I mean, what are you going to get? I can imagine some of these door knockers trying to convince people to get the jab in East Oakland. That's not going to fly. <laughs> those people do not want door knockers they don't want no sketchy people talking about getting the jab at least not in east oakland as far as i know just a quick reminder make sure you go and subscribe to my twitter page at the real wod on updates when i'll be dropping podcast episodes as well as when i release any videos on youtube or rumble also on twitter i'll be posting news articles as well as videos that i talk about on the podcast so go ahead and subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell Thanks. All right, before I get into the segment, I want to tell you guys I'm sorry about the leaf blower you're going to hear at the end of the clip. Uh, I got caught off guard on that one. He did a sneaky move on me, so I apologize. So you'll know it when you hear it, I'm pretty sure. And that's where it ends. So my apologies. All right, I don't know if I did a story about Oakland and how it's up well I probably did do something where I'm always bitching about Oakland and how it's being operated 
specifically the city council members. Um, and I think I mentioned there was only one. He's out of the Jingletown district, or I should say Fruitvale district. And I think I mentioned him before, and I didn't mention his name before. His name was Noel Gallo. I think that's pronounced Gallo Agaeo. Um, the guy should run for mayor. I mean, he's been with Oakland from the, since I can remember. And he really does have a, a good connection with his constituents. They keep voting him back in. He, he basically represents the, the migrant community in East Oakland in the Fruitvale District. Uh, anyhow, he is kind of sounding the bells, blowing the whistle um, on the city. And uh, he's trying to get uh, support from other his other uh, council members, I guess, and trying to get the police more engaged and try and combat crime with, you know, they'll, they'll talk about the sideshows, the fireworks, the, the increased violence over the holiday weekend. Um, it, it's just remarkable. So I'm just going to go ahead and let him just speak. I think what he is saying is what Oakland needs. And I don't endorse political people. I mean, he's a Democrat, obviously. But, I mean, at least he's more moderate. He's, you know, his head is not up in the Marxist cloud. So I'm just going to let this uh, news report come from KPI, KPIX, excuse me, Channel 5 here in the SF Bay Area. So roll it. Now is 6.53. The question a lot of people are asking, what is going on in Oakland? The police chief called it, quote, 12 hours of nonstop chaos over the 4th of July. At least seven people were shot in seven separate shootings, plus an out-of-control sideshow. Joining us live now, Oakland City Councilman Noel Gallo. It's good to see you, Councilman. Chief Armstrong said it is the most violent 4th of July he has seen. This follows the mass shooting at Lake Merritt on Juneteenth. What's happening? Well, you know, certainly I grew up here in Oakland and East Oakland, and it, it is the worst I ever seen. And not only dealing with the sideshows, dealing with the fireworks, but also the violence on the streets. Uh, but the reality is, is that, you know, we need greater enforcement. And because uh, men, the, the only thing some of us understand is pushback. So we need enforcement, but we also need cooperation between the sheriff department, the highway patrol, the Oakland police, uh, and I have many other law agencies here in the city but we're not working together to solve this problem boom they're not on the same page that's the problem that's what's going on over there we got some old-time council members that have been there for quite a while they're being now sucked in by this progressive movement they just voted in a council member who's part of the moms not homes brigade they're like an offshoot blm type of thing Anyhow, she's a council member now, and she's a radical, and I think that's what's happening here. And I, as a taxpayer, uh, certainly pay your salaries, and I need greater cooperation, including the FBI. You look at where the uh, where the fireworks are coming from, the drug activity is coming from, is coming from outside of the city, and in many cases outside of the state of California. So we need that cooperation, but at the same time, we also need community engagement and community support. And because these are my cousins, these are my neighbors, and uh, these are some family members that are involved in this activity that certainly has Oakland in a safety emergency. Uh, and we need to address that immediately because uh, the city council has, regardless of what other individuals are saying, we have allocated uh, the financial resources. Okay, first off, 
I disagree with that 100%, okay? Because if that was true, why isn't reflected by all the increased homicides on city streets? The damage is already done. If you are funding them, what, what are you funding them? Where's the money going? <laughs> we don't see, they don't see it. The murder rate is skyrocketing. It's incredible. I mean, I, I don't know what, what they're spending their money on. If, the, if he's, he says they're spending it on, on something, what it is, I don't know. The city is an absolute wreck. The mayor is not saying... This is the only council member. I'll give him credit. This guy, shout out to this guy. He should try for mayor. I mean, that's probably only Oakland's only hope right there. This guy and another guy. I forgot his name off the top. No guy of them. Guy A-O. G-A-L-L-O. Shout out to him, man. I, I'm just going to finish it up. <laughs> to have more police in Oakland. We have the academies in place. Actually, one is starting. We have more police in Oakland. Just the other day, though, what, last week, the chief of police, he pretty much uh, was begging for resources. Begging. Just do it! Not to defund the police. Again, they cut $18 million from the police budget. And illegal... And illegal sideshows, right, they've been going on for years. We always hear about crackdowns. What do you think it will take to get them to ease up? Well, you know, for me, it's, and I've tried this before, that if I catch you in a sideshow, then I get to keep your car. Boom. I was talking about that last season. The only way you're going to end it is you take their car and you don't give it back. You sell it at auction, and you use the revenue to fix those goddamn potholes all over the damn city and on the freeways. <laughs> you know what I mean? Put it back into what's needed. Like maybe fixing those overpasses that are burned up that look like they're going to collapse because all the bums underneath were blowing up propane tanks. Let's start fixing the roadways. Take their cars, no 30-day hold. Just take them, sell them at auction, and if they do it again, or they're found in the city limits, if they're from outside the city limits, or the county for that matter, impose a one-year mandatory imprisonment. That's what I say. You get one year in the clink. Damn, Daniel. And I just discourage you, tell you to be good and don't do it again, or cite you, but, you know, what will change my behavior that, you know, I'm going to lose my car. And I got a lot of explaining to do if I lost my car. And certainly it's going to be a challenge to get to work and serve my family. And uh, that's one area that we have tried before. But the state legislators said that was unconstitutional. And we cannot do that. So but we got to take stronger measures. Because those streets that you're looking at, I've spent millions of dollars to make them safe. You know, hold on a second. I'm taking a good look <laughs> just for... For you guys in the podcast, I want, I want you to know what I'm seeing. I mean, they're showing the sideshows, right? But if you look at the cars carefully that are doing the donuts, these aren't great looking cars. These are kind of hoopties. So like it, pretty much, these are just hoopties that they're grabbing. And if they do get caught and they do get towed, who gives a shit? They're probably worth a couple grand anyway on the blue book. You know what I mean? I haven't seen a good one. I, I see a, mu let's see, a Mustang. I see a Mustang with a 
dirty old ragtop. It looks like a 1990s Mustang. I see, I see a lot of 90s cars, early 2000 cars spinning around. First to make them safe for the pedestrian, for the vehicles, and here comes overnight somebody else to destroy yeah. them. These are, and, uh, yeah, these, with these are shitty cars. Now, I don't know about this one. I don't know. This could be like a BMW. I don't know what that is. It looks like an older model BMW. Maybe. Nah. It looks like mom and dad's car with some tinted windows, windows on it. Massacre in the streets of Oakland. Yeah. And, so and, they're, and they're all damaged. You got the fender hanging off. It's pretty crazy. So I'm going to try different efforts to make sure that that uh, we have stronger law enforcement as well as uh, laws that will deal with you directly if you're involved in that negative behavior. Yeah, it's mm. frustrating for so many people. Oakland City Council. I mean, all right. In the next 60 seconds, I'm going to show you how to naturally control blood. Shut up. I hate when that happens. Yeah, I mean, bottom line is, in the end, it's a simple fix. It really is. You just impose a law, a city ordinance, whatever. I think. I mean, it's already on the books when you think about it. All that shit's on the on the books. You can. Inf you just have to enforce the laws. But now it's at the point where it's gotten so out of hand. You might as well just you know kind of alter, amend the law to make it a mandatory you know impoundment. Take that car. Take it from their asses, you know what I mean? Yeah, you may only get a thousand bucks for those hoopties, but you know, throw it back into the into the infrastructure, right? Into into give it back to the people, you know what I mean? The people are the ones paying your taxes, and they have to put up with the bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Just a quick reminder: make sure you go and subscribe to my Twitter page at the Real Wod on updates when I'll be dropping podcast episodes, as well as when I release any videos on YouTube or Rumble. Also on Twitter, I'll be posting news articles as well as videos that I talk about on the podcast. So go ahead and subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell. Thanks. I was listening to Dan Bongino earlier today. I was listening to his podcast show. And he had mentioned on Rumble that... Donald Trump, Mr. 45, he's got his own channel. And so I went ahead and took a look at it. And I'm looking at it right now. And yeah, he does have an official account. <laughs> he's got a green check mark and everything. I am the chosen one. He's only got two videos. Uh, I believe both of them. Yeah, they are. They're um, rallies. Wow, that's pretty cool. Right on, you know. You know, I, I really need to get back into Rumble. I have been putting out videos every now and then. It's strange. The thing with me with Rumble is is the fact that their whole monetizing, that how, how that works. Like some of my videos that I put out there, they're monetized. And some just say they're pending. If <laughs> Monetized pending, that's what it says. And hold on, let me just click on it. I'm looking at Trump's. So let me look at mine. Just pull it up real quick. Yeah, I mean, because the last one I put out, it was about the San Francisco wet market, about how all those guys were 
illegally hustling and selling their wares while actual licensed business owners were going under. But anyhow, uh, that particular video I put out and a Fremont, California shooting, police shooting, uh, I was I put a video out for that as well. And it just says ads free. I even put out one video that's only about a minute and 15 seconds of a squirrel taking a homeless guy's pizza. And that's ads free. So they got some sort of thing like certain videos are ads free and some aren't. Now, I don't know what makes the one I'm doing because one video is where I am commenting on a news report. Another one is I'm commenting on a police-released video of, a, of an armed suspect. And uh, the third video is of a squirrel stealing a homeless guy's pizza. It's not even, a, it's just something I came across and I recorded with my cell phone. But they're all ads-free, and I don't know why. But then I scroll further down, and here's one more. I did a video about UFOs and triangles. I did one about uh, a racist teacher. And they're all just commentary videos. And they're all ads-free. I'm not monetized with them. I don't know why that is. But then I, I scroll further down, and I do a monetized video about sideshows. You know, about these uh, rich people in the Oakland Hills that were getting, getting upset at the fact that people were doing donuts and stuff in their neighborhood. And I did a little commentary video about that as well. Same thing as I did on the other ones, but this one's monetized. I did one about COVID. It was like an anniversary video about one year to one year of COVID. That's monetized. I just don't understand the monetization of Rumble. It's very confusing. Some videos are monetized, some are pending, and some are just ads free. In fact, the late the latest one I did was four weeks ago. And that's because well, let's see. Let me think about this for a second. It was last week that it was under. It was still pending. So it took like about three, three and a half weeks for one video to be pending, right? And then finally, now it's just labeled ads free, and it's only got one view. So go, <laughs> go over to Rumble and check out my page. Check out my views. It's crazy. But then the ones that are monetized, I got a lot of views. It just doesn't make sense. So I, I just kind of. It, I don't know. I mean, Rumble's cool and everything. I just, I really just don't get it. And this whole Rumble thing, this thing, you know, you click on people's videos for Rumbles. I don't know. Is that just another term for liking? I don't know. I, I don't know. Rumble, man. I, I want to put videos out on there. I probably still will. But, yeah, I don't know. Rumble. It's pretty cool, though, that, you know, Trump is on Rumble. And it looks like... You know, he is doing his rallies through it, and, and pretty good. I was wondering when he was going to do it. I'm still wondering when he's going to go on to, uh, what is that? Yeah, Twitter, Parler. Parler, that's what I was thinking of. Excuse me. He's got 479,949 views. And that was, you know, he, that video came out July 2nd. 31,989 rumbles. I... <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't. I don't get the rumbles. I guess that just means the likes. I, I, that's the only thing I can assume. It's some sort of thing where I guess people, you know, you, you click a guy's video and then it's like a challenge or something. I don't know. I try to read. It's just so <laughs> rumble. You're you're just kind of. I don't know, man. I just don't have interest in you. I don't even have interest in YouTube. I mean, that's just because they're they're full of censorship. 
Rumble, though, I, I just don't get it, man. It, it's weird how you only the videos that are monetized are the ones that get the viewership, right? But the ones that are just sitting there for three or four weeks pending, and then when they're finally pended, I guess that that would be the correct word, um, they're ads-free. I don't want my videos ads-free. It has something to do with if you give them exclusive rights to manage your video and put it out there, um, or you're sharing a video that you also use on YouTube or something, and then there's some sort of... Uh, it's just it's really confusing. I wish they made it much more simpler. <laughs> I mean, it, even if they did it the way YouTube did it, instead of you know worrying about you have to have a certain amount of viewership time and super uh, a certain number of subscribers, I mean... That's one thing, you know. I mean, if, if Rumble did it that way, not like a thousand subscribers, because I, I haven't even hit a thousand, right? And I still, I'll never be monetized <laughs> in the future on YouTube. I just do it for fun anyway, so I don't really care. But I, I don't know. Rumble, though, it just seems, it, it's very weird. It just seems if the only way you're going to get views is if you're monetized. If you're not monetized, good luck if somebody finds your stuff. Good luck, you know, you'd have to be pretty well known, you know, like Trump, right? I am the chosen one. I don't know. It's pretty cool. So, I mean, if you want to check it out, you know, DJT, he's got it. He's got a Rumble page, so that's pretty cool. All right, here is... An article I came across. I'm sharing it actually with my fellow podcasters. You might want to be aware of this one. Especially if you edit with Audacity like I do. And it says, Audacity owner Muse Group responds to spyware claims regarding the free and open source audio editor. The ultimate guitar owner says it's working on rectifying unclear phrasing. Hmm. That's a quick little article. So I thought maybe some of you guys out there, some of you podcasters, audio editors that use Audacity might be interested in this. It just says, Muse, Muse Group, the owner of the free and open source audio editor Audacity, has sought to clarify the terms of its updated privacy policy, which has led to claims that the software is now possible spyware. Audacity was acquired by Ultimate Guitar creator Muse Group earlier this year with the new owner pledging to improve its feature set while retaining its free and open source status. However, eyebrows were quickly raised when the company updated its contributor license agreement, CLA, which some of the Audacity community felt ran contrary to the values of the open source ecosystem. Contributors were told that they needed to sign this in order to remain part of the Audacity project. The new privacy policy has caused similar anger with the new data collection mechanism, sparking calls for people to un- Uninstall the software and support the campaign to quote-unquote fork Audacity. This would basically mean a new version of the software created under open source rules, but without the data collection. Muse Group has now responded to these concerns, stating that they're due largely to unclear phrasing in the privacy policy. It says that no data will be shared with third, party, with third parties, excuse me, uh, quote-unquote full stop. And that only very basic data, IP addresses, system info, operating systems, and CPU type and error reports will be collected. You shut your mouth! 
Listen to that fucking, these people and their fucking dogs, man. I'm telling you, man. I live right next to a, literally a dog park from my complex. And they, sometimes you'll just have people with their fucking dogs. And literally it'll be like a dog fight out there. It's like, man, go take that shit to a dog park, man. This is a complex where fucking people are crammed into, you know what I'm saying? That's just me, though. But I digress. I'll move on. Muse says that it does not collect any data beyond this for any purpose, including passing on to any government or law enforcement agency. What's more, it says that data will only be shared if a court compels it, and that IP addresses are only held for up to 24 hours. The privacy policy was updated, Muse says, because of new features being introduced in the next version of Audacity 3.03. These include automatic updating and error reporting, both of which require the aforementioned personal data to work. Furthermore, we're assured that the current version 3.02 does not collect any data and that the new privacy policy does not apply to offline use of Audacity. Well, that's good. That's all I wanted to know. I thought I'd share a little bit of that information to some of you uh, audio editors out there and podcasters. Just a little bit of a FYI. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for stopping by. Real quick, though, our former president, Donald J. Trump, number 45, he decided he's going to sue Facebook and Twitter. I am the chosen one. That just broke. I don't have all the details on it, but I have a feeling it has something to do with his First Amendment rights. So we'll see how that pans out. But I also want to leave on a happier note, which is it's a feel-good story. Coming out of the Bay Area, coming from KTVU, Channel 2 News, Fox affiliate, and it seems a crook wanted to break into somebody's home, and, well, it just didn't work out the way he wanted it to. So check this story out. It's less than a minute. It's a feel-good story. Check this out. Fairfield police are investigating after a homeowner shot and killed a suspected intruder. It happened yesterday on Vintage Valley Drive. Police say the intruder knocked at the door of the home. When there was no answer, he kicked in the door. The homeowner says he saw the intruder on a surveillance camera and grabbed his gun. That's when the homeowner opened fire and killed the man. Whatever the motive was, it does not look like it was peaceful or legal. We do know that the suspect uh, was armed with a handgun and uh, semi-automatic that was loaded with an extended magazine. So as far as I know, there is no known relationship between the homeowners who are our true victims here and the suspect. Now, police say the suspect was a 27-year-old man from Sassoon City and that he was on parole for the home invasion for home invasion in Alameda County. Yep, so there you go. I guess he had a prior around my neighborhood, so good. He's dead. Damn, Daniel. Oh, well. I don't think I'm going to lose sleep, and I don't think anybody in society is going to lose sleep with that dirt bag. So, sorry, guy. You got to go. Goodbye. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know that sounds pretty cruel and uh, demented, but it's true. I'm just tired of these crooks just doing what... I, I, I got a whole episode I can go on about the things I found on my surveillance camera. That's a whole nother story I'll get into later. So there you go. There's your feel-good story for the day, all right? So make sure you guys stop by Friday for some more feel-good stories and such. And more. All right? With that being said, thank you again. 
I will talk to you guys soon. Peace out.